Good morning. It is 6.51 and it is Mall Care Monday, so it's a great privilege for me to be able to get on here for the first time, I think, ever with uh, the former leader of the NDP and the CTV political analyst, uh, Tom Mulcair. How are you doing, Tom? I'm well. Good to talk to you, John. Nice to talk to you. So um, a number of things to pursue this morning. Maybe I'll just start off by talking to you about uh, what I was talking with uh, Scott Reid about, which is right. this strategy that's suggested in the news today that uh, Pierre Polyev isn't just going after, of course, keeping the Conservative base and also getting sort of disgruntled Liberal voters, but is also drawing a bead on NDP voters. And people find that sometimes strange to contemplate, but it's really not so strange in terms of the, I'll call it the core values and the instincts exactly. of people who voted in. NDP over time. Give us a give us a little bit of insight into that. Uh, we were very much aware of that phenomenon. Look, there are places in the country that will switch from NDP to conservatives and not even give the liberals a passing glance. And that's what we were always worried about. We used to loving them, lovingly call them orange blue switchers. And it, what are those? You weren't that polite. Come on, described? tell the truth. <laughs> oh, we were worried about them. No, no, no. This Traitors, treasonous people who would even think about that. <laughs> No, but no, but it, you just said it right. There are core values there, you know, worrying about working people, the common folk, pocketbook issues, people who remember the worst parts of the, of the Harper years will say, well, that wasn't the case, but they have a way of talking to the same group of people that the liberals actually don't talk to. And so they will, the NDP and the conservatives, be firing you know, lobbing shells at each other as the next campaign ramps up. It's also very difficult for Mr. Singh to take a credible position against the Liberals when he's been supporting them for a few years. That's going to be tough. Mr. Trudeau, meanwhile, seems to have considered his deal with Jagmeet Singh and the NDP as some sort of magic political snooze button that he can hit and just wait for a couple of years and not do anything. That's why big issues like immigration and even more importantly, talking about pocketbook issues, housing, they're just not being dealt with. Trudeau goes before the cameras in Charlottetown last weekend. He's like, oh, look, you know, we're going to continue doing what we're doing. Well, that's a big mistake because Canadians yeah. want him to do something different because what he's been doing hasn't worked. Well, and you know, it's kind of interesting because just that comment and one you made earlier on a moment ago, alluding to this, uh, it's not complacency is the wrong word, but I think that since the Liberals have been historically the governing party, you know, more years than not, um, you don't hear them very often talking about how the system isn't working for people. And I would have to think right now, and I give the example, and I'm, you know, a free enterpriser, I was a business executive, where a lot of people working for companies are told, well, you know, we just can't afford to give you a raise right now. And then they read in the paper that the boss in the very same company got a huge bonus and a significant raise and so forth. And there's example after example like that and I think that the conservatives in their present mode under their present leader and the new democrats are both more likely to say the system isn't working for you and it may be harder in fact as you said for Jagmeet Singh to be the one saying that because he's sort of part of the system because he's got this exactly. deal and that's that's exactly what Poitiers has been targeting saying this guy is part of the problem because he's been in the sack with Trudeau all along and they've been making these decisions together and we're also at a point where some of this is starting to crystallize you know the way the way ice forms on a lake yeah. in a couple of months you know it's bit by bit it's incremental but all of a sudden it's solid and it's from side to side and that's the case the business case that the conservatives have been building the most recent polling and the aggregates of all of those polls are showing that the conservatives are now definitely not only going to defeat the liberals but they're in majority territory now there's going to be a lot of politics between now and the next election but when you have someone who's got an issue like housing sean fraser's a capable guy they used they wanted him a good communicator fair enough but trudeau held that whole press conference just kept mumbling about how they had been doing great and they'll look at other stuff didn't have one single solution so that's just a another hole yeah. you know that Poitiers can drive a truck through you know tom i regard, will say i, I will say yeah. to you as somebody who is 
was, you know, the mayor of a big city for eight years, that the yeah. national housing strategy had a lot of good stuff in it, allowed us to do things we'd never done before as a city, but it just wasn't enough uh, because the scope and scale of the crisis uh, developed over a time when the federal government was much less activist on housing under Stephen Harper and otherwise, and yep. that uh, they have done some good things. But I think the notion that they're now kind of saying, well, it's not our primary responsibility or we don't have to do more is, as, as you were implying a moment ago, the wrong approach at a time when this is one of the biggest issues related to affordability. Yeah, and that statement that you just quoted from Trudeau in, that he made in Hamilton a couple of weeks ago was a totally unforced error. Yeah, You know, who asked him to go in front of a microphone and say, well, it's really not my job. He got elected. I can talk to you about it. I was one of his opponents. He got elected in 2015 by promising to do a lot on housing. So you can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, eight years later, well, it hasn't really worked out, so it's not my job. You said, and the feds have always had, you know, the CMHC has always been there, big housing bubbles, you know, that, that had to be dealt with, lots of construction that's been done with federal help over years. They know how to do this stuff. But you use the word crisis, and I don't think it's too strong a word. There is a crisis in housing across the country, and it's allowing Poiliev to talk to young people, saying, you know, your parents and your grandparents, they were able to, you know, work hard, play by the rules and buy a house. You're not going to be able to do that. You're going to be the first generation in Canada to be poorer than your parents and your grandparents. And guess what? 18 to 25 year olds are listening to that. With regard to the other crisis, which is immigration, you're, you know, in the liberal view, you're not even supposed to talk about it. You're just supposed to go along and say everything's fine. But when there are clear problems of public administration and planning and not, not thinking through what this means in terms of educational services available, health and social services available, and yes, housing available, where's the plan? Where's you know, the I'm going to talk about in? this later this morning because it's the same with, I hate to compare it, but it's the truth. It's the same with hip and knee replacements. I mean, you if you do simple math, uh, you can figure out how many people on average at age 70 need a hip or knee replaced, yep. how many yep. people are turning 70, uh, therefore how many of those are, are going to need a hip and knee replaced, and you plan accordingly. And it is the same with, with uh, foreign students and also immigrants, which I argue we need badly in this country to keep the population going. I joke all the time that people who don't like that idea idea should then get themselves home and start having more babies because yeah. you know, the population <laughs> otherwise of the country uh, you know, will decline and we will see things that Italy and Japan and other countries are going to see. But it does seem to be, as you say, poor planning uh, on everybody's part. It's not just the federal government. They, they all seem to not want to sit down and do the math, as I would say. Just work it exactly. out. Exactly. No, well said. And that's the, the whole problem. You know, last year, Canada res took in one million new immigrants. And we're told in the numbers today that there are 900,000 foreign students that need housing as well. So I'm my wife is an immigrant to this country. I, I'm very favorable to more immigration. But I'm somebody who's been, spent his career like you in public administration as well. And I look at this and say, but nobody's minding the, sh the shop. Nobody's doing any planning. Nobody's doing the, the math and saying, well, this is a realistic number. This is how, yes, we need more more immigration to boost the economy. And as Mark Miller says, well, you know, they, they can also contribute to, to building the housing. But you don't arrive and be given your card to work in a specialized trade. You've got to do like everybody else. You've got to take your courses. You've got to be qualified. You've got to learn the rules here. And this is why there's some 
wishful thinking involved in everything that the liberals are putting forward. It's going to take care of itself. No, it won't. And there, it, it's going to exacerbate some of the problems you and I just described. And that's where it becomes political. And this is where Poiliev and his team have been targeting. They've been very clear. They're going after this stuff. And they're talking in a way that the average person understands. And this is where they're just running away from Trudeau and his liberals right now. And the only thing I would say about that in terms of the running away in the polls and so on, it is midterm. And it's the same oh, yeah. here in Ontario. You know, you can sort of look at things and sort of say, holy mackerel, you know, we're going to see a change of government. We may, but we may not. Still, and, still uh, lots of lots of government lots and of lots politics of time coming between now and the next election. Yeah, Tom Mulcair, yeah. a pleasure to talk to you as always. Great CTV's to talk to uh, political analyst, Thomas Mulcair, former leader of the National NDP. We'll talk soon. Uh, coming up uh, in the next hour at 6.59, we're going to check in, of course, on the news. And after the news, we're going to hear from the executive director of Matthew House, which uh, looks after refugees. And they're facing some of the same problems we have right here in the city of Toronto with um, a a, a, a large number of refugees they're finding it difficult to house and we're going to talk to a Muskoka teacher who's using AI to guide some of her lesson plans so we'll have all that to look forward to uh, here with John Tory filling in for John Moore on News Talk 1010.